0: what is up level up nation and welcome to the october 20th edition of level up live your home for gaming and esports news brought to you by otn media my name is fiasco you can call me john though and i am joined as always by the king of the courtside the courtside king joey what's up buddy
1: John, we're getting into that gauntlet of big game releases. I feel like this week has a ton. Next week, you have Call of Duty. A week or so later, you have God of War. Pokemon comes out in November. We're starting to get to that holiday window, and it's starting to look really good.
0: Yeah, my wallet is already starting to cry a little bit. (laughs) Uh, But, John, I have a feeling it's going to be one of our topics today. Uh, My wallet is going to be plus $70, uh, as I'm not going to be buying a game that I originally wanted to. Uh, But we'll talk about that a little bit (laughs) later. Uh, Nation... Uh, you should follow the show on social media. That is at Twitter and Facebook at LevelUpLive. That is at LVLUPLive. Follow your favorite or least favorite hosts as well, Joey and myself, on Twitter. While you're at it, you can find me at Fiasco. You can find Joey at Courtside King. if you're watching here live on Twitch. First off, what's up? Welcome. Thanks for joining the live show. Uh, you can see those handles below the mugshot you're currently staring at. And if you're listening to the podcast version of the show, what's up? How you doing? Hope your commute, vacation, walk, run, gym sesh whatever you're doing goes well thanks for listening appreciate that uh show notes for you below for our handles as well and extra credit as always oh i lied i jumped i jumped i jumped it was bad podcast (laughs) version available uh on your favorite podcatcher of choice this is what happens when we don't do the show for a little bit i i I just get out of my flow uh (laughs) okay uh according to the notes here joey uh the live show is the place to be Uh, So if you definitely want to check out the live show for all the fun mistakes like that one you just heard, which may or may not be edited out. We don't know yet. Uh, Level Up Podcast on Twitch as twitch.tv slash OTN Media for that. But we have the podcast version as well. Level Up Podcast is available on your podcatcher of choice. Just look us up. Now it's time for extra credit, Joey. Use that sweet, sweet Amazon Gaming Prime Super Sub, whatever they want to call it this month on OTN Media. Help us help you get the greatest opinions and gaming and esports news and all the fun crap um yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun use that sub it doesn't cost you a thing if you have amazon prime just go ahead and use it on us or your favorite streamer which should be us but we're not gonna go there joey <laughs> what are we talking about today that's a great question john uh very light in acquisition department but we do
1: have one to mention there as well as some new features then from there really diving into games this week we have some rumors of games we have some showcases For horror game fans, there are quite a few big horror reveals this week, uh, as well as teasers for games to come later down the road. Uh, We mentioned it earlier, there were a lot of big games releasing this week too. A Plague Tale Requiem, Marvel Snap, Gotham Knights, uh, a number of other ones out there. Call of Duty Early Access for Campaign is also this week. So touching a bit on those, as well as some other things like eSports, because it's like the World Championship for everything it feels like right now. Uh, You have League of Legends worlds, you have Halo worlds, you have Dota's equivalent to Worlds and the International. All of that goodness wrapped up in today's show.
0: Oh, uh, Joey, I, I promise I was paying attention. I definitely was not playing uh, Snap at all. <laughs> um, totally was not doing that. <laughs> We're live on air. Joey, those topics sound absolutely scrumptious. Before we can even dive into that delicious topic of dinner of topics, if you will, uh, we need something to wash it down. We need to know your drink of choice, sir, for tonight's episode.
1: John, nothing exciting, to be honest. Just trying to stay hydrated. I have some water. Um, It is filtered, for those that care about filtering. Um.
0: (laughs) Um, Tell us a little bit about that filter you have, Joey. This is
1: actually not from that filter. This is from (laughs) the filter in my office. I haven't finished my refill since I left. so Still working my way through that other bougie filter.
0: What is it like commuting back into work again? Like As someone who had to go into the office during the height of the pandemic for all two years, Being me, uh, I don't know what it was like working from home. What does it feel like to have to... I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. It's a dirty word. Kids, plug your ears. Commute back into the office. John, well, you see,
1: there's this nice little thing here, uh, the DC Metro system. Very effective, very efficient, always on time. Um, Yeah, exactly. That face is perfect. (laughs) So the same week, I had to go back to the office. This is like... um, I think we went back full time in the beginning of September um, at that point the metro decided it needed to shut down the line that i ride so i've been taking a bus to another line <laughs> and then from there transferring on to the metro and then transferring lines a few times so uh, it has been a double adjustment the adjustment of one just going back into the office being around coworkers all day and not having that like zen zone to get work done um, but also that whole commute thing has been uh, so efficient thank you dc metro for everything you
0: do We'll leave it there. Joey, my, my drink of choice in the lovely City Connect Cup from the Washington National Stadium Ooh, I like right that. there. Um, it's Coke Zero. It's nothing special today. Um, I would say it's staying hydrated, but soda does the opposite. I am dehydrating myself. Uh, so uh, you're hydrating. I'm dehydrating. We have a ton of topics to jump into. Joey, I'm super excited for this. Uh, let's go ahead and head into our first segment in game and esports news. And of course, game and esports news segment is presented by GamerBytes, bite-sized game and esports news delivered weekly directly to your inbox. Sign up today if you are here live on Twitch with us. That link is going to be hopefully <laughs> showing up here in the chat if Nightbot wants to work. If not... Uh, Show notes for you below uh, on the podcast as well. It is a bit.ly link. We try to make it a little bit easier for you. Um, But, uh, yeah, if – let's see. Is it broken? Oh, nope. It is case-sensitive, Joey. Oh. Nightbot, case-sensitive. Moving on here. Gaming Esports News presented by GamerBytes. Sign up today for the next Monday release. Coming up this Monday, uh, awesome topics coming up. Make sure you get that in your inbox here on Monday. Sign up today. Joey. Let's get into gaming esports news.
1: Absolutely, John. Let's kick things off with that solo acquisition of today's show, and it is Big Daddy Riot Games making it. They have acquired the Sydney branch of developer War Gaming. For those who don't know who War Gaming is, they are the developer behind World of Tanks and World of Warships. Those big, massive games. Uh, they've renamed the studio Riot Sydney. So we don't 100% know what is going on here. Uh, their public release said that they'll help teams with League of Legends and Valorant. I would assume there's some more stuff going on here as well. When you look at World of Tanks and World of Warships, there's a lot of like MMO aspects to them, or really like a lot of people on a single server at the same time. And I think part of what they're hoping to bring in with this is to build that Riot MMO. They already have a number of teams working on it. Now you bring in a team who has a lot of experience as far as running these big server operations with multiple people on the same server. Uh, There's also rumors it could become a Battle Royale type of thing that that team is used on as well. Just personally, I don't think it's just League of Legends. I don't think it's just Valorant. I think they will support both those two games, but I think they will be utilized uh, both for the MMO and maybe
0: another project as well. Hear me out, Joey. Tanks of Runeterra. I'm talking Ziggs (laughs) on the back of a tank attacking uh, Poppy on the back of a tank. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, Poppy is a tank in and of herself, no? (laughs) This is true. This is a valid point. It's a tank on a tank. Oh, tank on tank meta.
1: Uh, You love to see it. But yeah, I'm curious what they're going to end up doing overall. I feel like it's a good acquisition. It's nothing like groundbreaking. They didn't even acquire the full War Gaming studio. It's just this particular branch of the studio, the Sydney branch. Uh, And it allows Riot to develop in another area, right? So it's expanding them farther into Australia. Allowing them to have a little bit of a bigger OCE operation over there, too.
0: Yeah, and super original name for Riot to call this, rename the studio to Riot. Definitely did not see that one coming out. I kind of like that, though. Do you like that?
1: Like, I like when they name it after a city like that. I feel like it's simple, and that way it's It's still Riot Games, right? It's not like Riot Games and then Bill Hextech Games or whatever is going on here and Poppy's Games. It's just literally Riot Games still. It's just their
0: Sydney branch. It's fine. It's just very uninspired it's just it's just a name it's just there it does what it's <laughs> supposed to do and i'll give it that but yeah just a name what
1: is a name uh next up is some features discord and xbox just got a lot better john i'm gonna have you go ahead and pull up the tweet if you can from tom warren here um he goes through a little video of what it looks like so originally discord with this integration on in xbox has been growing further and further The first step was kind of you can log in with your Xbox ID on Discord. It'll link. It'll show a little Xbox icon in your account, as well as show if you're playing games on your Xbox on the Discord client. then from there, they added in voice chat. And you kind of have to, like, join it on your phone and then transfer it to your Xbox. It was a little clunky. The service itself wasn't bad, Uh, like the voice quality per se. It kind of worked pretty well. But again, adding a phone in there, having those extra clicks, having those extra steps was a little tiresome. Now it looks like we're moving toward full Discord integration. If you log on to your Xbox console, you can fully go into all your server lists. And then from there, let's say you pick the OTN media server, you click on that one, and then you go on down and you can select any of the voice channels available there. You can see who's in what voice channel and all of that as well. So it looks super clean. Again, I think we're making a lot of progress here. Discord seems to be the choice platform for gamers for a lot of voice communication at this point. Sure, TeamSpeak and Mumble and all these are still things, When it comes to the casual gamer, it's a lot easier to jump on a free Discord server. And I think adding it to consoles like Xbox, PlayStation, and maybe eventually Switch as well is a great move overall.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for it, uh, making it easier to use. I mean, look, I I think as someone who, I'm going to say it again, who uh, came over from the PlayStation side of of console gaming to Xbox, one thing I absolutely hated was Xbox Party Chat. It, It was terrible uh discord is obviously the the gold standard uh and the fact that they're putting it on xbox i think is 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 great uh it was a clunky rollout it's getting better uh and i think i think that's a step in the right direction uh i I feel like discord will become essentially the end all be all of of voice comms of 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 gamers period going forward almost kind of like what um was it Team Chat used to be like way, 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 way back mm-hmm. in the early days? Except you had to pay for like channels and everything else too. Uh, for all the old Wowers out there, uh, when you uh, joined a a, uh, a strong progression guild, part of the uh, requirements of being in that guild was to help fund a, a TeamSpeak server. Uh, so, so that's kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, now you don't have to do that with Discord. It's great. Uh, I, I like the changes, and I think it's becoming even more user friendly going forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Really good stuff. And I'm hoping, and this is kind of like my long-term thought, I think we see text channel integration next. Uh, Like Xbox has a lot of text options, right? You have your parties, your groups, all these things you can type in. The keypad is obviously there because it pretty much runs on a different version of Windows as well. So overall, I feel like it shouldn't be that hard to move into that next. I think they just want to kind of solidify, one, the server connections, and then two, the voice, because that is going to be what most people are using it for. But then eventually, I do think we probably get full server ones where you can click on OTN, you can choose voice channels, or you can go in there and text chat straight from your Xbox as well. Now, again, I don't know how many people are going to actually utilize that. Sure, I mean, with the snap features on Xbox, it's easy to jump from thing to thing. Um, but overall, I don't see that many Xbox players sitting on a controller, typing back and forth in these things. I think they'll just hop on their phone while they're still playing games <laughs> on the console. So who knows if it's a high priority? I think it eventually comes. But yeah, I don't see many people utilizing that to a high degree. Anything else you want to say about Xbox, Discord, and all that goodness? No. Awesome. Let's hop to the other side of the aisle then and talk PlayStation. PlayStation, their DualSense Edge controller. Uh, This is supposed to be kind of like the Xbox Elite Series controller equivalent for the PlayStation platform, taking everything they did for their very highly rated DualSense controller for the PlayStation 5 and adding the Edge to it, which kind of makes it that Elite feature. Uh, That can be anything from, like, paddle alignment to different triggers, different customization all throughout it. Uh, It will be a stronger version, and the price point shows that at $199, set to launch in January. For those live with us here on Twitch, John is pulling it up on stream so you guys can take a look at it. Again, looks very similar to the DualSense controller, but it does have more
0: adaptations and availability there as well. And for the 1% of gamers who actually will be using this or should be using this, It's it's fine. It's great. It's I'm sorry. It's it's how much two hundred dollars. So yeah, one ninety nine. Yep. It is roughly a third of the cost of the console uh, that you've already purchased. Almost a third. It's it's ridiculous. It's I don't for a controller for one controller. I I don't know. I mean, for most people will not need any kind of elite controller uh, for gaming. Now, if if you are a pro gamer and you need all the different paddles, or you hit the lottery, and you want to buy one of these because you're not sure how to spend $38 million, um, <laughs> then by all means, go for it. Uh, but, Joe, I just... I don't know. T- to me, it's $200. That That's almost four full games. Uh, that's almost four full other standard controllers for your PlayStation. Uh, I just I don't know. Like again, it's a very small niche market that these elite controllers are playing to, and you know, my my question is is do you actually make a good return on your investment if you're Sony or even Xbox with the elite controller by continuing to make these controllers? Well, I'd obviously have to say yes because they're continuing to do it year after year, console after console. Um, but I don't know. To me, it just it just seems overkill for. Most of the gamers out there, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I can't get excited about any kind of elite controller uh, with a two hundred dollar price point. Yeah, I mean it's super
1: pricey. It definitely is. And maybe we see holiday sales around Black Friday or Christmas or whatever it may be, and it becomes a little bit more affordable at that point. With that being said, I think you hit the nail on the head. This is uh, for the the minority per se. This is going to be for those people with expendable incomes. For those maybe pro players or people looking to go competitive of some sort in a different game. Because if you're playing competitively, right, you're putting in a ton of time. You kind of want that extra customization on your triggers, on your sticks. And it makes sense at that point, sure. But if you're not playing competitively and you don't have a ton of disposable income, it doesn't feel like a great move for most gamers. Your basic PlayStation controller, your basic Xbox controller, your basic Switch controller are all enough to get it done on any of their respective platforms This is again going to be that lower percentage of people who are really putting in crazy hours of gaming. But not only just that, it's going to be the same people that need that extra little bit of customization on the sticks and the triggers. So you got to be playing a lot and you got to be wanting those little millis, I don't know, like the smallest measurement, not even a millimeter. It's even smaller than that uh, as far as the actual difference that some of these would make when it comes to rotating around. So we'll keep an eye on it. But again, that price point for those interested $199, launching in January. The PlayStation DualSense
0: Edge. Now, with that, it is important to note, you do get the cool carrying case. Which does connect- sick. I do like It that. does. Uh, the connector housing, two lever back buttons, two half-dome back buttons, two low-cap, two high-cap dome caps for your uh, thumbsticks or your whatever we're going to be calling them this generation, two standard caps, a USB braided cable, and the controller itself, Um Which, I mean, when you take a look at it, you know, know, I guess the price isn't that bad when you consider everything else that you get with it. You know, a a controller case that looks fairly protective, looks like it's got foam, probably a hard shell on the outside for a drop resistance. That's probably going to run you close to, to 50 to 60 bucks by itself as well. When you take a look like even the, the uh, uh, rubber covers for your thumbsticks on the, on the controllers uh, for a pair, you're still looking at 15 to 20 for, for just a pair uh, here. You're getting two extra pairs as well. Uh, then you also have uh, the back buttons. You're getting two sets of those. Uh, you know, I, I guess it's not that bad of, of a deal, but at the same time, it's like, it's, It's definitely for that minority, uh, for that small minority group of gamers that are trying to play professionally or are professionals. Like this is something like if you're pulling in, you know, another 40, 50, 60 K because you're good at a video game, then obviously this is going to be for you. Um, If you're little Timmy coming home from fifth grade, I'm sorry, I don't trust little Timmy with a $200 controller. Enjoy your controller from the PS4 that is compatible with the PS5. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor little Timmy.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, little Timmy. Um, well, if little Timmy can't go with that, he could take a look at another option. So again, back across to the Xbox side, the Elite Series 2, we don't really have to touch on too much because we do know the controller. It's been out for a while. Sure. They change up the colors here and there. They add a little bit here and there as far as different customization options. But now we got a really big update as far as customization, and that is the Xbox Design Lab. This is pretty much how people can go and customize controllers. You can make all different patterns, all different color schemes going on. You can add different grips and things. And now with the Elite controller being added in here, John, the possibilities are almost endless with the different customization options now available.
0: Yeah, and you can get the... Uh, Overwatch inspired one that looks like a traffic cone that's coming off of I 66 here in the nation's <laughs> capital. Uh, I mean, yeah, I-, I, love the- I love the design lab because you can add your personal, like, touch your your kind of personality to your controller as well. I, I think that's great. Remind um, me, you did design
1: one of these, didn't you, at one
0: point? No. Oh, okay. I bought one that wa- I bought the uh, red camo one. Right, okay. That's what it was. Um, <laughs> which don't get me wrong is is, is badass. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Uh, even got one for my nephew as a gift because hey. uh, he wanted to steal mine, which not cool. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, making it if you allow someone to customize the colors of their controller, um, yeah. As someone who pays a lot of money for for custom skins or or cosmetics in games. Uh yeah charge me extra to to customize my controller, and I'll probably pay it because I want a controller that represents my gaming style, my gaming personality, and I'll put it the way I want it and pay the extra money for it that's i think that's completely fine uh don't charge me two hundred dollars for it uh but nonetheless i mean I, this I, will I probably really be cool. pricey because this is the elite version, so yeah. That's true, too. Yeah, it'll be
1: up there. I don't know if it's quite 200. I don't remember the exact price point of it, but I like the idea that the Elite is now in there so you can customize kind of like the back paddles. I think there's different Hmm. grip options you can kind of throw different colors on and stuff like that. So it's past what the original controller was, which are still available. If you guys want to design your own original controllers, those are there for a much more affordable price. But if you are in that category we talked about earlier, kind of that uh, aspiring pro gamer or someone who competes often or someone just with a lot of disposable income, then it's definitely the way to look here for the Elite Series controller, uh, which has had mixed feedback here and there. Um, John is actually pulling it for those live with us here. Uh, He does have the Elite controller on screen now in some customization. So, John, go ahead and whip together a little customization here and talk
0: us through it. Yeah, I'm going to do this real quick uh, just because I'm very curious about the price point. Um, So we're going to go with... uh, And this is the Elite one you're customizing, right? Correct. This okay. is the Elite. So the base price is 150 uh for the Elite. Uh, we're going to go with a Joker-inspired or Hulk-inspired. Like uh, purple and green. I, I love purple and green combinations. I think that's really, really cool. Uh, so thumbstick toppers. We are going to slap green boys on. The, you know what?
1: Man, they have a lot of colors. I didn't realize they have this many they colors do. now.
0: And you can even choose the thumb ring color, which we're gonna. There we go. See, I'm liking this already. Oh, yeah. So we're gonna do that. I'm gonna keep coming down to the buttons. Um, let's see here. Do I want to do that? Okay. So you get the base
1: colors. You have the yellow, red, a or red, a <laughs> yellow, red, green, and blue. Y V A X. Uh, You have those as the base color, you have the full blacks, you have the whites, and then it looks like purple, pink, red, almost like a
0: tan color, green, and blue. Yeah, So we're going to go with green to keep uh, consistent here. Then you can also, uh, the share menu and view buttons, uh, you can change that as well. I want to slap greens on those too. And you can customize it for an additional $10. So we're not going to do that because I'm just kind of curious as to what it would be without that back paddles are going to cost you an additional 27. Uh, so <laughs> let's say you're a pro gamer. You want those back paddles. Congratulations and that you're now up to one seventy-six ninety-eight.
1: I mean, I feel like if you're getting the elite controller, you get the back paddles. Oh, absolutely. Like at that point, like if you're going to spend that much money, you might as well get them to get the added stuff, which those look sick with that purple on that light green.
0: And then on top of it for $33 and one cent more, you get the full elite package. Uh which oh, is four paddles, like four additional thumbsticks, extra D-pad, carrying case, charger, and USB cable for the price of two hundred and nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. So roughly the same that we saw uh from the PlayStation, just bit about ten bucks more. Um the difference a- being this is fully customized though. Exactly. Uh so for ten so for ten bucks more, you can get it fully customized. Yeah, see there you go. So if you were to get everything else there, it would be 246 96 You get the bundle. Knocks it down to 210 Fully customized. You get everything else on there, too. So if you want something that is customized for you, uh, see there. As soon as you do the Elite Package, now you get to choose the other uh, thumbsticks and D-pad. Oh, nice. Uh, the colors of those, too. So let's say you know we did, what was it, purple or green or whatever. So let's say we want to go red because we're weird. Um and we're gonna go you know we're gonna go we're gonna go orange and blue because I'm depressed about my Denver Broncos because they suck. Um do that and then the carrying case. Cool, recommended based on selections, purple. Uh sure, why not? We don't want to do green because that's too stereotypical of an Xbox controller. Um we're gonna go to preview. So there. $209, you can fully customize an Elite controller. You get the case, you get the extra thumbsticks, you get the extra D-pad, you get the extra uh, triggers in the back. And essentially, you pay the same price as the PlayStation uh, controller, just the $10 fee for the customization. Joy, to me, that's a steal. If, if you're in this bracket that you can afford uh, an Elite controller or these these high-end controllers and you want to add a little flair to it, 10 bucks on top of it is not a bad asking price at all.
1: Yeah, not bad. I mean, for the PlayStation fans, though, obviously, the DualSense does have more features. It's a newer base controller, so you have the haptics and all that involved as well. But with that being said, I do like the customization. I'm kind of curious after seeing that, John, if the regular controller can have that level of customization, uh, because your little purple-green scheme was kind of sick.
0: Uh, it is, Um, I've already closed the website, so I'm I know I might have to check
1: it out later, but I'm I'm kind of a fan. I really like that controller you just designed, so we'll see if it's available as a regular controller or not. Maybe we'll even throw John's name on there, a little fiasco with the engraving. Um, But overall, yeah, I think it's great price. I think the option of it being available is nice now instead of everyone having like a black or a white elite controller. Now you can kind of have that extra flair. And if you're spending that much money on a controller to begin with, you're going to want some kind of customization, I feel like, whether it be the engraving to put your name on there, whether it be your own color scheme to stand out. uh, It definitely makes sense to be available as an option, so I'm glad it is there now. Next up, John, let's talk games. We have a rumor to start us off, and that is Bungie, set to revive the Marathon series with a new PvP VE game in the works. John, I'll be honest, I've never played the Marathon Series, and I really have very little information on it. Did you ever play that one? I never played it, no. There you go. So it looks like, based on this Wikipedia page, uh, it was originally released in December 1994. John and I were just wee lads back then, not really playing too many games. Um, But for those who were around, it seems like this might be getting a revival, and for new generations, welcome to the Marathon Series. Uh, This one's coming from Tom Henderson over at Insider Gaming. According to sources, it reads, Bungie is set to bring back the Marathon series with a new game that will be a three-man squad extraction-based shooter. Uh, John, that seems to be one of the new Battle Royale type of modes to me. Uh, We see Rainbow Six Extraction is similar to that. Uh, Apex Legends kind of going with the three-man, not necessarily an extraction style, um, but we also see a lot of games adding extraction game modes so whether it be a PvP, where you're trying to get out and escape. Um, escape from Tarkov is a good example of that, where there is some kind of moving toward this distraction point. Uh, and then Rainbow Six Extinction is takes kind of that flair, but with a little bit of a zombie-esque flavor to it, uh, where you are kind of working your way through these infested nests, per se, uh, trying to take things out and extract them as well. So it looks like Bungie, with the success of Destiny, is looking to try their hand at that genre as well.
0: You know, T-Spans wants to know what 1994 is.
1: It's probably a song. I bet some band or some artist has a song called 1994. <laughs> so for those interested in something else alien type based by Bungie, this is one to keep an eye out. Uh, it sounds like it is still a while away. I think from what I was reading, it's like 2005 is what people are. Not 2005, 2025. Uh, this 1994 thing is really throwing me off. Um, it's when they are looking to eventually throw this out there. Again, it's going to be loot-based with all this kind of thing that we have seen with Battle Royales and, again, with this extraction game mode. So very early on, again, it is just a rumor. Take it as it is. But we do know Bungie employees have been excited. They keep posting Bungie on Twitter, it feels like, every other Friday. So we'll see what's going on, but it seems like this could be one of those projects. Anything else on Bungie and Marathon, John? I know they left a little bit of a sour taste in your mouth with the way Destiny, the original game, was handled.
0: No comment. I I do not want to go off on a tangent about Bungie and Destiny.
1: Bungie and Destiny. Uh, Well, maybe we can pick another fight here. In Mortal Kombat Onslaught, Warner Brothers has announced it as a new Mortal Kombat game coming to mobile devices. Now, John, when I think Mortal Kombat, and I think this is the case for most people, they think the fighting game, whether it be the classic fighting game or one of the new age fighting games of Mortal Kombat... Uh, This one taking a little bit of a different turn. I'm sure fighting will be involved, but it is a role-playing game with a collection involved. Players are going to build a roster of fighters from the Mortal Kombat universe and then unleash them in massive real-time group battles. Uh, They describe it as it's more than just battles, though. Onslaught is also said to feature a cinematic story experience where fighters have to defeat... A Dark and Dangerous Threat, and this is coming from Game Informer. Charles Hart was the writer on this one. Um, Overall, I'm interested to see what else they could do with the Mortal Kombat IP. I feel like, again, everyone knows it for being a fighting game. This, to me, sounds like they're almost taking it... uh, It sounds a little bit like a direction of like Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, for those who have played that game, uh, where you're building a collection, but then instead of it kind of taking part in these battles or you're playing against the computer, it could be more real-time based from the sound of things.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of neat. A, a different take on the Mortal Kombat series. I, I think it's cool. Uh, there's a big enough following for Mortal Kombat that it could work. Um, at the moment, I don't trust anything Warner Brothers touches. Um, thank you, <laughs> Gotham Knights. I appreciate that. Uh, so, so yeah, um, hopefully they don't destroy Mortal Kombat.
1: Well, we'll have to wait and see. And, again, it is a mobile yeah. game, so I feel like a lot of the audience for that platform Typically tends to be on console. We'll see if this translates over well or not. Um, But mobile games are popping off and they're making tons of revenue. So it looks like they will at least try their hand at it. Next up into John and I's favorite genre, horror games. uh, Because we really like scaring ourselves and playing games. Not really. We both are not big fans of horror games. But for those who are fans, there was a lot of news for you this week. Silent Hill. We have a lot of Silent Hill news. They held a showcase, including a number of games. We had Silent Hill 2 silent hill townfall return to silent hill uh, which is actually a movie that is going to be coming out a film uh, christopher gans is going to be the director on that one and then we have return to silent hill uh, we have silent hill ascension silent hill f silent hill something else i think this is just a transmission at the end here um, so there's a lot of silent hill action silent hill 2 is probably the bigger one out there Uh, That one is going to be releasing on Steam for PC as well as PlayStation 5. PlayStation paid for a 12-month exclusive contract on that one. After that, it'll probably come to Xbox as well. But again, 12 months for PlayStation 5 only. Um, And then again, these other games, we don't really have many details on them. We have titles. We have little teasers for them. We don't 100% know where they're coming as far as platforms, where they're coming as far as, like, games within the storyline of Silent Hill. I honestly couldn't tell you much at all about the story of Silent Hill, um, but it is one of those kind of famous horror games or horror IPs, rather, that has done really well over the years, and it's been silent, <laughs> ironically, uh, for long enough. Now it looks like it will be making some noise. I didn't even mean to make that pun, but I said it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, wow, that just and, happened. And
0: you are so proud of yourself, for
1: <laughs> it too. <laughs> ay 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 so yeah all different silent hill games if you like to be spooked there's also a visual novel version it looks like um lots of different variety here for silent hill fans and those will be coming soon for some of them and a little bit later down the line for some but now you have an idea of the timeline being worked on there next up is another horror genre this one i can get a little bit more behind there's a little bit more action adventure to it Uh, and not as much just straight-up horror, and that is Resident Evil. Resident Evil did extremely well when it launched Village, I believe last year, maybe even two years ago, all these years with COVID kind of run together, Uh, but they will be dropping Resident Evil Village Gold Edition. That was one of the announcements in the show, as well as a new look at Resident Evil 4, the remake, which looks very, very good. This game... If you want to look at remakes, and we've had a lot of remakes criticized over the years, uh, The Last of Us Part Two has, t- or Part 1 remake number 2 uh, has seen some criticism here and there, even though I think it looks quite good. Uh, it seems like the overall positive impact on Resident Evil 4's remake seems to be extremely and overwhelmingly positive. A lot of people are really happy with the way this one looks. And I don't have the consoles in front of me, but I believe this is PC as well as PS5 uh PS5 and PS4 I don't 100% remember if this one comes to Xbox or if Sony did money hat this one for a time as well. Anything else to say on Resident Evil or horror games in general, John?
0: I was scrolling through the video because I was waiting for the <laughs> countdown that led to another countdown which has been the current theme for all of these <laughs> showcases. Uh so I was ready to go on a rant, but uh kudos uh to to Capcom and to uh, to, to to Resident Evil for not doing a countdown to a countdown, you have avoided my wrath for today.
1: I just spelled Discord wrong in chat. Look at that. lay rip. <laughs> well, rip. Um, good old Nightbot. Uh, we also had some other new trailers. So on top of these horror game reveals, as well as the Mortal Kombat reveal, we had Final Fantasy 16. This is a game we've seen a number of times over the years, and we just got a new trailer, which looks phenomenal. I've not really ever been the biggest Final Fantasy fan either. But for those who are, this game looks like it will be one of the best entries to the series yet. And this one is PlayStation 5 exclusive as well. They did money hat this one. I don't know if it's for a year or two years. um, But for those out there, that is where it'll be available. And I don't believe it's coming to PC at launch either. I think it's just PlayStation 5. um, But that is a big one being added there in Final Fantasy 16. And then on top of that, we also got a look at Halo Infinite's Winter Update Uh, They did move their next season to March, which is unfortunate for Halo fans. But in that meantime, they're adding a ton of quality, whether it be maps, uh, match XP and different functions like that in a winter update that's coming in early November, including Forge, which is arguably one of the biggest things as far as customization in all of gaming Uh, throughout the decades. Halo 3's Forge really changed the landscape of customization and map building within gaming. This looks like it's going to take it even a step farther a lot of people really excited for that and all the custom games that will eventually come from that as well. Anything to say on Final Fantasy or Halo's update particularly Forge? Is Nothing. Halo, I got the head shake on that one cuz John it, is, is ready for this next topic. Is John the, is it, ready. Cor- to is is snap Halo his even fingers.
0: still alive?
1: Oh, Halo is still alive. And I still have like under 15 second cues for some reason. I don't know if Dead I'm just game. that low a skill or what's going on here. Um but overall uh it is still alive still kicking i don't know about its pc platform as much but the audience is still there uh, and hopefully it'll grow once forge comes because i will be pulling john back i will be pulling a number of you otn people back uh, no to chance. go build some maps with me to go play some griff ball and infection and that new lucio ball looking mode repulse soccer looks like so much fun so i'm excited to dive back in here soon no Okay, let's talk launches this week. One launch has kind of taken us by storm, John, and it's a mobile game of all things, and that is Marvel Snap. Uh, Thanos really came out with this one and snapped us away from all of our duties and tasks. Uh, as I know, at least for me, I've been playing it on all of my commutes when I'm sitting and waiting at like stuff like a doctor's office or even for dinner to be ready, I'll pull up and play a game or two. Uh, for me, I think the biggest advantage for Marvel Snap is, one, I'm all into collections i love collections it scratches that itch very much and i love quick games and when it comes to the mobile platform i don't want to spend 15 minutes playing a game like hearthstone and legends of rutera sometimes asked you to do when it came to card games this one in particular it's six turns in some cases seven depending if the location gets played out Um, but overall very quick and i feel like matches probably last i would say under three minutes if not even under two most of the time
0: yeah um Joey, I believe when this game was announced, I dogged it. I was like, this game looks stupid. Um, If I'm going to play a card game, I want to have cards in my hand, Um, i.e. Marvel Champions Living Card Game, which I absolutely love, which, Joey, we still need to play. Yes, we Um, do. We need to set up a time for that. uh, But, you know, I mean, look, I I grew up playing Magic the Gathering. I enjoy holding the physical cards. I I get the appeal of digital cards. It's easier to transport. You don't have to put them in. Uh, you know, protected uh, protective sleeves or binders or whatever. Uh, fine, I, I get that. But I would rather just play with the physical cards. That's just me. There's people that enjoy reading books on tablets and others that enjoy reading books, phys- uh, physical books. I enjoy them on tablets. So there, I'm a little bit of both there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, Joey, when this game came out, the other day, it's been out for what three days for 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 iOS uh, yeah, users? It was for- Tuesday, so yeah, the eighteenth. Yeah, so so Joey, th- this is what happened. We, we were waiting for it to be released in the App Store. I was actually in the car shop getting my Virginia state inspection done on my car, uh, getting some uh, light bulbs replaced, if you will, and getting my emissions test done for the registration of my car because Virginia loves to take three hundred dollars. Um, <laughs> so I'm sitting there. I'm just like, Oh look, it's a little pop up on my app. So It's was like, Oh, it's available to download. I downloaded. It. I remember I messaged you and you're like, wait, it's out. I'm just like, uh, yeah, I have um, been checking all morning and like refreshing <laughs> over and over. And, and by the time you downloaded, sir, I was like 15 games deep already. <laughs> uh, it's very addicting. Uh, full disclosure, my boss is out of the office. It is very slow in my office. um, each day I last two days I've been playing it on my iPad which by the way the game looks incredible on a tablet. Um I have killed my battery on my tablet every single day from playing so many games on it. Um when I'm waiting for meetings to start, uh if I am on the phone uh you know and I'm on hold waiting for IT or or whatever to hop on, I'm playing the game. It's so short, anywhere from less than a minute if you have to retreat or you force the other person to retreat to roughly three minutes at the most. Um, it's fun. It's addicting. Collecting the cards is a lot of fun. The cards get to evolve over time with the more you play uh, and you can get different versions of the card. There's different variants. So if you're into comic book collecting uh, or just reading comic books in general, those variant covers, same kind of thing here. You, It's the same card, same skill, same points, same everything, just different variants. So if you like a different, uh, way a character looks on a different card. If you want something that's more like a uh, a 32-bit version of your character or you want a different like cartoon style of it or whatever, you can earn it and then just use that in your deck going forward. Uh, finding new strategies uh, with different cards and different combinations has been a ton of fun. Joey, this game's addicting and I have no problem admitting this. I was completely wrong about this game when it was first announced. I said it was absolutely dumb and was not for me. I I sit corrected as we record this podcast in front of our live viewers, uh, and uh, for those listeners uh, that will be listening later on, uh, this game is addicting. Like it's literally crack of mobile games. Um, it, it's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. The battle pass is actually fairly reasonable too. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, it's still that 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 ten dollar price point. Uh, but just, like, scrolling through the different levels in there, you get uh, some some really interesting cards, some different cosmetics, some different card backs, uh, more supplies uh, to upgrade your cards, get more missions to advance your battle pass and everything else. And there's a lot of free stuff in there, too. It is a lot of fun, and I'm going to be playing it as soon as we're done here with the show, again. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's a
1: lot of fun. There's a lot of movement as far as ways to continue to level up, both with the rank system You have a collection level that kind of allows you to unlock more cards as you go. Uh, It's nice, too, in the sense that you can't buy cards, really. Um, I mean, to a degree. Yeah, I mean, even if you spend money, you can only buy cards you already have unlocked. So more or less, it's buying ways to upgrade your cards, which eventually unlock more cards. Um, And I like that. I think that's a good way to kind of keep it free-to-play friendly. Uh, So people, if they are spending money, they're spending it to upgrade their cards and then eventually get new cards. It's not a straight-up let me pay to win type of mentality. And I think that's a good balance here. Uh, at the same point, it does bring in revenue for the game, which is great. Uh, on top of that, I think this is the number one game right now on iOS and on the Google store. So it has done very well in launch week. Again, as John said, just two or three days ago, it launched and it's just continued to kind of move up those charts. It'd be right toward the top uh, as far as most game genres. So I like it. I think it's great. I think there's a lot of ability for it to continue to grow. I mean, the Marvel roster is giant between heroes and villains, Plenty of different things they can add in on top of the variants that you mentioned as well. They can keep changing up those styles. So I I think the options are endless, and it allows for a lot of potential for this game to not only grow in the near term, but for futures down the road as well uh, as they continue to add new seasons in. Uh, The current season, very Spider-Man themed with Miles Morales as kind of the final tier. Uh, Spider-Woman is in there as well, and there's some other variants in there too as far as like Carnage. I think Venom is involved in some way or not. So a lot of Spider-Man aspects involved. And hopefully we'll see more and more of that as different things are unlocked as tiers go throughout this last season. I think this particular season for launch started October 3rd. Again, it launched on the 18th. So the people joining at launch are a little bit behind, uh, but they do have some time to catch up before it ends in early
0: November. Yeah, and Spider-Woman is a beast of a card. Uh, it's, It's seven points and then like subtracts uh, energy from uh, your opponent. If there's like four cards on their side, yeah. she is just an absolute beast of a late game card to play.
1: Yeah, very very strong. And there's definitely a few in there that have had big impacts. Hulk, uh, big literally, uh, <laughs> I as some I of the Hulk. hardest points that get thrown down with a twelve. So Odin. he's a big one. And then there's a number of other ones out there. I can't think of all their names off the top of my head. Um, But they'll add like Blue Marvel, I think, adds one power to every one of your cards, which can be a game changer if you have a very long game with a big board filled. So overall, there's a lot of different cool aspects. If you guys haven't checked it out, again, no harm doing so. Marvel Snap on mobile devices. That wasn't the only game that launched this week, though, John. We have to mention some of the other ones. A Plague Tale Requiem is another one I've been waiting for a very long time for. I loved A Plague Tale Innocence. Easily one of my favorite games of 2019. And won a number of Game of the Year awards that year as well. Uh, On top of that, it finally got its um, not remaster, but it's a sequel rather, and it is out. Amicia and Hugo's journey will continue. And from what I played so far, just the first couple chapters, it is gorgeous, very gruesome and brutal, just like the original game. It kind of throws you right into that early on. But overall, it is a very pretty game. They did a very good job graphically. On consoles, it does hold 30 FPS, which is a little bit lower, but I honestly haven't really noticed too much of a difference. I feel like I noticed that a lot more in, like, shooter games than adventure games, so it is nice that it doesn't feel super noticeable, at least on the Xbox Series S. Um, But overall, definitely a game worth checking out, and it is available on Game Pass, as is, I believe, A Plague Tale um, Innocence is still on there as well. On top of that, we had Ghostbuster Spirits Unleashed released this week. That one has done pretty well with fans as well. Uh, pulling in a number of different players with that multiplayer aspect available there is a good little kind of party game style as well as just more of a um, relaxed multiplayer setting, I guess you can say. And we'll hopefully have more of that later on this week. OG Flavortown has been playing it and has quite a bit to say. So he'll be over on Discord as well and may even write up an article or two about it as well. And then Gotham Knights, John. This is a game you've mentioned you've been excited for for a while on the show. It's been one that's kind of been on the radar. I love the idea of the Court of Owls as a villain. Unfortunately, unless you're VGC, it seems like this one is missing the marks with most critics.
0: Yeah. um, And they all complain about the same thing. Uh, The lackluster um, story. Uh, It's like eight missions with a bunch of filler in between. Uh, Which... Sounds awful. Um, you know, for a game that wants you to switch between four characters, you're going to give me eight levels, essentially. Uh, four, eight missions with a bunch of filler to, to level up my abilities in between and then gatekeep uh, those missions based upon those skill levels. That So like you're essentially forcing an, an unnecessary grind. Like, there's not side missions or, or any, like, I don't know. When I think of what this game should be, I'm thinking the Spider-Man games on PlayStation, Mm. you know, where, you know, you have chapters. And within those chapters, you know, yes, there is a main mission that needs to be done. But there's like eight to ten different missions within that chapter you need to get done. And then you pick up things along the way as you're as you're doing it to complete other challenges and so on and so forth. All the reviews come out and say it's just a bunch of repeat filler Crap in between these missions. The game is so short. The multiplayer is laggy and buggy. The game itself, in in single player mode, is is still buggy. They're talking about how Red Hood's um uh hood ties on on the hoodie wears would mm. glitch out in this one scene where he's like getting really serious, and 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 the hoodie ties would like jolt out straight and like poke the other characters in the eyes, <laughs> which sounds hysterical. Uh, that's not something that actually happens though. Uh, you know, there was that the, it's capped at 30 frames per second, which in, in a fighting game, um, that's supposed to be very cinematic when you do it, right? I, that hurts that that hurts a lot. Uh, the average score was like a four and a half out of 10. Uh, some of the other uh, cr- uh, cr- uh um, review sites out there that do it out of a 100 were slapping it at a cool, calm 70, if not lower. Um, it was just it was very, very disappointing, and Joey, you mentioned the one outlier that was like, oh yeah, this, this game's easily four out of five stars, it's great. Even in their negative remarks, they cited a lack of story uh, to really help these iconic characters grow and stand out, and they also mentioned the fact that it's capped at 30 frames per second uh, for, uh, for, for the console, or for in, in, in all of it pc wherever it's going to be it's it's all locked at 30 frames um it, it's it's a shoot and a miss for me i'm not going to buy it now i will wait for it to come to game pass if it does come to game pass if they offer it to me for under five dollars i might buy it um i but, think i do under uh, 10 i'm still somewhat interested like i like the maybe as is a villain
1: um but like you said like spider-man has done it really well i think even looking less far i mean you can just look at the other batman games right like Batman Arkham Asylum, Batman Arkham City, I think Batman Arkham Knight may have been the other one. Um, but all of those were really well done, and it's similar to what you mentioned with Spider-Man, where you're playing through a story. There's more depth to it. You're able to kind of choose your direction, per se, within those different chapters. Sure, you can't access certain points until the chapter is resolved, but you can still kind of move your way around the island, at least when it came to Arkham Asylum. And you could collect different things as collectibles. You could find other ways to level up your progression as far as like your RPG stats. So I think that's one of the things that maybe I don't know exactly what that looks like with Gotham Knights. But overall, it feels like they have kind of stepped back a little bit with that. And you take Batman out of the picture, which I think could be cool introducing these other characters and giving them their own story. But if you give a lackluster game and you don't have Batman, which is the bigger appeal of a Gotham series, you kind of get a double whammy of what is this actually going to look like when it does launch. And at least based on reviews so far, it seems like it will be lackluster. I'm curious to see what sales end up being because we will see that. I I mean, pre-orders have already happened, but the official game launches tomorrow uh, for those buying it live. Um, I am curious to see what those numbers look like, but at least for now, I think a lot of people will be taking that same approach on, I think they're gonna be waiting for it to come to game pass or PS plus or different services, uh, or waiting for it to hit the
0: discount bin, whether virtual or in person. And, and this is the thing that bothers me is like, if you're not going to have Batman in a DC comic game, you need characters that have that same kind of pull or a group of characters that will have that same collective pull. And they actually did that. They they brought in Nightwing, they brought in Red Hood, they brought in Robin, and not just any Robin. Tim Drake, easily considered one of the most popular Robins uh, to date from the comic series. Uh, from you know, if if you grew up in in the nineties and, and early two thousands, and you watched the animated Batman series on TV, that's Tim Drake. You grew up with Tim Drake's version of Batman. Uh, if you watch the old school uh, movies uh, of Batman, that version. Uh, was Dick Grayson, a.k.a. Nightwing. So you still have that. If you're of the newer generation, or actually the one right after Dick Grayson was Jason Todd, who's now Red Hood, so you have there as well. And you also have Batwoman. Like, you have four iconic characters that span tons of different generations of comic fans, of DC fans, of Batman fans, you should be set. You should be good to go. There's enough content on all four characters to hit the ground running and create a solid narrative. And it sounds like they fell flat on their face. And it's really freaking upsetting because as someone who is sick and tired of Batman games, I was looking forward to something that wasn't Batman. And and they failed. So I appreciate it, WB Montreal, uh, for for creating another lackluster game that only took nine years to make so so thank you appreciate it
1: yeah so tbd on that one uh we'll play it when we eventually hopefully get it on a service or sale but for now we don't have a review to give you guys but you can check out a ton of other reviews out there uh it seems to rate it pretty mediocre at least from what we've seen so far so keep an eye when players get their hands on it what those reviews from players themselves actually look like as well Last but not least for the launches this week, Modern Warfare 2 early access for campaign is now available. For those who pre-ordered the game, you can launch it on PC, PlayStation, or Xbox. With that campaign early access, the actual full launch of the game with the multiplayer component will be, I believe, next week, October 28th. Kind of getting my days all mixed up, but that's about eight days away. So yeah, let's say next week at this point, um, that one will be coming out for those wanting to dive into that as well
0: it's not an xbox exclusive what is this
1: it is not it's on what? all all things uh, don't and, tell
0: sony i know
1: sony even had the exclusivity stuff for it, right it had the marketing it had the beta uh with that being said we'll see what the future holds uh if sony has their way um yeah it'll be interesting the whole call of duty situation we'll keep an eye on that one some other final mentions before we go into the esports section to, and wrap up today's show epic games there's some free games over there and they are some good ones we have evoland legendary edition as well as the famous fallout 3 game of the year edition so some really good games to claim there on the epic store the fallout 3 version up there mainly because fallout is celebrating a big anniversary i think it's the 20th or 25th if i remember correctly so fallout with a big anniversary being celebrated and throwing a nice free game up there on the epic store as a result Game Pass has some new additions. We have a Plague Tale Requiem being added this week, as well as a number of other games throughout the second half of October. Amnesia Collection, Amnesia Rebirth, Gunfire Reborn, a big one here in Persona 5 Royale, one of the most popular games overseas in Europe as well as Asia. Extremely popular in the first Persona game to make its way to the Xbox platform, so a big win there uh, for fans of Japanese games on Xbox. We have Signalis soma phantom abyss which looks interesting it's a game preview game uh kind of taking on that battle royale-esque but you're working your way through um it's almost like trials per se like you're trying to work your way through all these platforms that are moving and different jumps and swings and things like that so it should be a fun little party game uh kind of like fall guys per se um but a little bit different and a little bit more uh not as goofy and a yeah i I don't know exactly how to explain it think like um like an Indiana Jones escape from a temple situation. You're Mm. kind of working your way through and trying to escape all these different trials and tribulations that come from rolling stones to platforms moving to sand slides. Uh, And it'll be interesting to see how that does play out here in early access. And last but not least, for the smaller, younger gamers, we have Frog Detective also making its way there as an indie title. So yeah, lots of goodness, John. I feel like, again, a lot of big games released this week. Some big releases next week with Modern Warfare 2. Eventually got a war in November. Pokemon in November as well. So a lot of really good stuff in these Game Pass editions. Kind of the cherry on top here as well as those epic free games. Lots of goodness in gaming here in October. And it seems like the rest of the year has much more to bring as well. next up on the slate is esports we have the world championship for league of legends for halo and for dota 2 going to briefly walk you guys through these league of legends worlds they have made their way through the group stage unfortunately for john and i our miracle of Fnatic and cloud nine making it out did not happen Uh, for a while it looked like Fnatic was going to make it out of their crazy strong group they started off two and one they probably could have started three and Unfortunately, making some little mistakes here and there and then getting swept 0 3 the final week spelled the doom of Fnatic. Unfortunately, Cloud9 not really able to pull off many wins either. They did get a win against Fnatic in week two. And Thank then, you. other than that, NA and EU in general, John, has not been very pretty. Uh, Rogue was the only team to make it through from NA and EU who sent seven teams combined.
0: Yeah, and uh, Rogue didn't last much longer after that. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, lay rip um Uh, and that score spoiler alert rogue did end up losing uh, on that one oh to three against jdg who's the number one team from china Uh, i can't say many people are probably surprised on that one john
0: no um rogue thank you for being the the western hope you have done your job you've made it to the quarterfinals. we salute your efforts and you now have earned a vacation to long beach there you go congratulations
1: and a nice little prize pool check, right? I mean, they made it through to the quarter, so their check will be a little bit higher with their standings. Um, but yeah, overall, unfortunately, not in past the quarterfinals very long as they do fall here in that 0-3 sweep. A few more games to look forward to tomorrow, Friday, October 21st. We have RNG versus T1. And then we have, yeah, that should be a good game, right? You have a famous team from China versus the most famous team from South Korea. T one has been known for winning the most world championships and their biggest rival from China during that full time has been RNG. I don't even know who to take out of this game. John, I lean toward T one because it's faker and T one, but RNG also looking extremely strong.
0: RNG terrifies me. Uh, I I mean, I'm probably leaning the other way. I'm probably leaning towards RNG. Mm -hmm. Um, but, I mean, look, if PSA, if you are someone that has a friend or a family member that's looking to get into esports or wants to know what this whole League of Legos is about, uh, you know, this is the match to, to, to send them. Uh, yes, I did say Legos on purpose. Um, RNG versus T1 is going to be a very spicy, spicy matchup uh, and. and this is the one you definitely want to send them the the Twitch or YouTube link to. I mean, it's it's going to be a a very very good. I mean, really, all four the 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 three remaining matches are all going to be great. This probably just happens to be like the best of the best, if you will. Uh, it, it's it's going to be good. It wouldn't surprise me if it went the distance. If it went five games, um, it's it's going to be crazy. I'm I'm pumped for it.
1: Yeah, it should be a very good match. And as you said, these other ones pretty spicy as well. Saturday, October 22nd brings us DK. Uh, that's Damwon Kia Gaming, uh, as well as G. So two really strong teams there. Both know each other pretty well as they do come from LCK, which is in South Korea. Um, I'm going to take DK in this one. I think G Gen-G is favored, if I remember correctly. Um, but DK, again, former world champions. They've reunited that roster. It's very strong. And when they're clicking, they're very hard to beat. Yeah, Damon looks very, very good. So I'm I'd be going with with DK as well. And then last but not least, Sunday, October twenty third, we have Edward Gaming from China versus Dragon X from South Korea. Uh, again, both two very strong teams, and it's a very full Asian quarterfinal. It feels like as these top teams from China and the LCK of South Korea continue to make their way in here. JDG already punching their ticket down to the semifinals, um, but in EDG versus DRX, John, I don't know who takes this one. Again, both teams are very strong. I lean a little bit toward EDG after how well they did in the group stage. Um, but on top of that, DRX
0: also extremely strong. These are very hard to predict. Yeah, DDDRX. Uh, let me see what I did there. <laughs> um, I, I think they're going they're, to dance their way in, into the semifinals. Uh, Edward Gaming has a very, um, how you say, um, habit of getting out of groups and then falling flat on their face or underperforming. Uh, at the worst times possible. Uh, and I feel like this roster is going to do it again. I, I feel like they're going to fall flat on their face. And I think it's going to be in, in, in uh, uh, DRX's favor. Um, I, I do think it's going to be close. I, I don't think it's going to go five games. I think it might be 3-1. Uh, but I'm going to take DRX on this.
1: Okay, there you go. So some spicy matchups again. RNG versus T1 on Friday, Saturday, DK versus Gen G. And on Sunday, Edward Gaming versus DRX next up over to halo worlds which kicked off today uh it was the play-in format today of those deciding or trying to decide to work their way into the actual matchups of worlds uh the play-in stage a lot of those teams that were kind of just on the outskirts and some of those making their way through Fnatic is the first team to qualify out of that the rest of those still being played as we speak those who do make it through the four teams will move on to day two which is pool play Pool is your standard round robin pool play, and then that will lead eventually to the championship bracket, which will take place over day three and day four, uh, which is Saturday, October 22nd through Sunday, October 23rd. There is a million dollars on the line for the prize pool. Uh, Some bumming news about this. I mean, a million dollars is great and it is a lot of money, but they did pull crowdfunding from this event as they were redoing the structure of the season for season two, trying to bring more events kind of cut down on the downtime throughout the season so there is no crowdfunding to that prize pool unfortunately being added here but with that being said a million dollars is still a lot of money to play for for these teams and players so they will be getting on the action here and on top of that the name the crown of being the world champion is also pretty big uh, last but not least, we do have a look at some cosmetics, which will be Twitch dropping throughout the weekend, uh, both for the main streams on like r our, our slash uh, twitch.tv forward slash Halo, as well as twitch.tv forward slash Xbox, and a few of the substreams as well. And then co-streamers also giving away some different coatings and stances. So a lot of really good stuff out there available. Uh, it looks like you have pulled up the pools, John. Uh, and what do the pools look like so far?
0: Uh... <laughs> So according to their website, Pool A is Optic Oxygen Native uh, and uh, TBD Play-In Stage. Yeah. Uh, So so they'll all have that for their fourth seed. Pool B uh, is your Lord and Savior Cloud9, G1 and Team War in Pool C. Uh, Phase Clan, G2, uh, TSS Esports, and Pool D is Sentinels, E United, Navi, and then again another Play-In Stage as well. Uh, For that, I'll scroll back up here. Uh so upper bracket Fnatic versus Divine Mind in the quarter f- in the quarters uh for the play in stage there Space Station versus J Ling's Esports Ascend versus Cruelty and Complexity versus Chiefs for the play in stage.
1: Yeah, and I'll try to find out exactly who well I won't do it right here live on the show, but some of these have been played out. Fnatic was the one who took the first seat up there uh and they took down Divine Mind and then they took down J Ling's And then from there, I'm not sure how the rest of this has been playing out because it was still being played. Uh, Ascend did beat Cruelty and Complexity beat Chiefs. And I don't know who won the match between Ascend and Complexity for that second seed. Um, But overall, they are still continuing to be played out as we speak. And those will eventually fill out the rest of those pools for the championship play that kicks off tomorrow.
0: Yeah, the winners of the upper bracket will go to groups C and D. And then the winners of the lower bracket will go to A and B. Um, that's your punishment for, I guess, being in the lower bracket is you have to play in the first two groups. And supposedly that means those teams are better that you have to go up against. So good luck. Don't Yeah, lose. I
1: mean, I would want Pool C if I'm playing against anyone. FaZe <laughs> Clan is most likely making their way through, but I think G2 and TSS are both beatable. Um, as far as the other side, Sentinels, E United, and Navi, those are three partner teams. Sentinels and E United both very strong, uh, both typically finishing in the top five. So I do not want to be placed in pool D if I'm choosing. <laughs> um, but overall, we'll have to see how these do play out uh, as this planes do finish up. Last but not least is Dota 2's TI event. That's the International 11. They have made their way through the qualifiers. They've made their way through pool play. And now they are on to the final stage, which is the main event. This bracket is live as we speak. Uh, A number of teams kind of making their way through it so far. The farthest apart uh, from the group, at least right now, based on what we're seeing on Liquipedia, is Thunder, Awaken, and Team Secret. Uh, Both those teams, Team Secret in particular, has been around the scene for quite a while and is quite successful when it comes to Dota, as well as a number of other esport titles. To get that far, they did take down PSG to do it. Another well-known organization and team within Dota. And then Thunder, Awaken pulled off an upset versus Evil Geniuses to make their way there. The rest of these still not played out as of yet, but to throw some of the other names out there, we have Tundra Esports, OG, Team Liquid, and Team Aster up in the upper bracket, and left down here in the lower bracket, we have Evil Geniuses, Beast Coast, PSG, LGD, Boom Esports, Gamon Gladiators, and Entity, uh, and then from there, whoever the losers of those Tundra Esports OG match and the Team Liquid, Team Aster matches, those will move into those final spots to take on Gammon Gladiators and Entity
0: enjoy just for fun here real quick because because we do this every year um, I want to pull this up uh, because it's just absolutely absurd how they do this every year year after year after year Dota does it uh, and, and it's the prize pool uh, yeah. and just a little comparison chart here uh, so that brownish beige color you see at the top is The international firm twenty twenty one. So the current one is right here, currently highlighted if you're here on Twitch, uh, highlighted where it's at. So so it, it's not it's not doing as well. But again, it it is like coming off of a pandemic year and everything else too. So there's a lot still going on here. Um, the current prize pool right now is only at seventeen million dollars. Uh, I say only. It's only yeah, at seventeen right. million dollars, right? Um, uh but in comparison to let's say last year, last year was uh finished at thirty four point eight million dollars, so still plenty of time to go. Uh, they are currently on day 88 uh of of the uh I guess the 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 crowdfunding for it. It goes up to one hundred and forty uh last year ended at just over forty million dollars. Uh, So we will see if they are able to do that. They are already falling behind pace right now as it is. Uh, They are currently beating uh, the numbers from uh, 2015 and from 2014. So they're beating the numbers from 14 and 15, uh, but they are still a little bit behind from current years, but still plenty of time to go.
1: Plenty of time to go and plenty of eSports action to watch this weekend. Again, guys, if you're into MOBAs, you have Dota 2's The International 11, as well as League of Legends Worlds. And if you're looking for some FPS action on top of other schedules like Overwatch and the common stuff going on, you also have a big Worlds event with Halo as well. So a number of games to play that released this week. Again, we went over all those earlier in the show and then all these eSports events as well. We're kind of heading into that holiday window. We're heading into that championship window for eSports. It is one of the best times to be a gamer and an eSport viewer. So it should be an exciting road ahead as we continue to move toward the conclusions of these respective seasons as well as these big holiday launches. Overall, John, I'm excited. I'm stoked to be playing some of these games. I'm excited to eventually play you in Snap once they add the friends list feature. Uh, It should be fun to kind of snap around with some friends in there as well. Um, But overall, a lot of good things to play right now. A lot of choices out there to play and watch. And I hope you guys have a great weekend finding some stuff to do so.
0: Yeah, and then on top of it too, Joey, if you're watching esports this weekend... Uh, In between matches, that's like three to five minutes. That's at least one to two games of of Marvel Snap you could easily play. Uh, Joey, that's called addiction. Uh, Nation, that will do it for this edition of Level Up Live. We have some Snap to go play. But before we go, before you go, make sure you follow the show on Twitch to catch the next episode of Level Up Live. If you listen to the show on our podcast feed, please do leave us a review if your podcatcher does allow so. Uh, The Level Up Podcast is available on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play, and pretty much any uh, any other podcatcher out there. Just look us up at Level Up Podcast, and we are there for you. We would love to hear from you. In fact, we love to hear from our community so much. There are multiple ways you can reach out to us. Joey, what are some of those ways?
1: Absolutely, guys. Head on over to Twitter and find us at Level up Live. That is LVLUPLive. In addition to that, you can follow the umbrella company, OTN Media, on Twitter and Facebook at OTN Media and on Instagram at OTN underscore media. Last but not least, hit us up with a follow on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv forward slash OTN Media is where we can be found. This show, Level Up, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern time typically. But, again, follow us on social media in case there are schedule changes out there. And, guys, there's a
0: lot of other content being streamed here, and we're
1: hoping to bring more to you soon in the near future as well.
0: All right. Make sure you tune in on Thursday, October 27th, as we continue to cover the latest and greatest in gaming and eSports news. Do your ears and eyes a favor. Hit that sub and follow button to know when the next episode of Level Up Live is ready for your entertainment pleasures. We'll catch you all next week. Enjoy your weekend. And remember beat nice to your fellow gamer fellow gamers online. And we go words of mixing up here. And Joey, as always. Level, level up. up.